What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago public league legend. He's a Simeon Wolverine legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day. He was all swack as Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft analyst, enthusiast. He plays Madden. I guess he's pretty good. You can see all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. And uh, gentlemen, let's just, just, just get right right into it. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you, what you, you got? You forgot to add something to your own name. What's that? Lord of all fantasy football week. See, no, (laughs) jinx me now, man. I had had one good week, one good week, and now, you know, the rest of the season is going to go downhill from here. Hey, your team is looking ugly. So you're going to be a problem down the stretch, man. Congratulations. Well, that's it, man. The problem was I had so many injuries early on. Dak was out. Dak was my quarterback. He was out. And uh, Hopkins. Yeah, well, I I drafted Hopkins. In the twelfth round, knowing he was out, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have him go." You know, come week seven, no ice. And then I didn't play him last week, his first game, because I was like, "Ah, they probably not gonna (laughs) get the ball that much." And of course, Kyler Murray—that's that's that's his that's his man now. So, so that's a uh, guarantee, automatic automatic start now is is uh, is Hopkins. So, uh, so yeah, team looking all right. Yeah, congratulations to you, Lord of all things fantasy football. Yeah, for one week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh news came out earlier today roquan smith traded by the bears to the ravens uh in return the bears get a second round pick a fifth round pick and then linebacker uh aj aj klein 31 year old linebacker um He's been on just about every team in the NFL, it looks like. <laughs> um, he's been on three teams this season alone. Um, though he did – I think he started last week for the Ravens at linebacker. I'm sure wow. he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he's on the team, so I guess that's going to be a special teams body, and he probably – I would assume that Jack Sanborn, who actually got a lot of – he got uh, – he was in the Dallas game a lot. Um, uh, yesterday, I'm assuming he's going to start in place of uh, of Roquan now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, what were you guys' thoughts on the on the on the trade here? I mean, this is a uh, it's a big deal, man. Uh, yeah, I agree, big deal. Uh, I think it's a good, really good move for the Ravens, I and mean, they've been struggling defensively all season, uh, struggling to be able to keep and maintain a lead, and at times. Uh, teams have kind of been running up the middle on them. So getting a guy like Roquan can definitely help at the second level. Uh, and Roquan's been having a really good year. I mean, co- clearly playing for a contract, and he still is. So the Ravens got a guy who's still motivated uh, motivated differently now um, in terms of the additional opportunity to play in the, in the postseason and really have a chance at something. But, again, play for a different organization to kind of show himself and his awareness to a different organization, and maybe they may fiscally appreciate him more than what Chicago was going to Um so I think it's a great move for the Ravens um, and giving up a second fifth round pick. I mean, Roquan is easily, I think, the match of whatever they would have got in the second round at that same position. Um, plus, he's still very young and experienced. So, again, third time I'm going to say it. Great move for the Ravens. As far as the Bears go, um, 
potentially alleviated ourselves of a player who may have been disgruntled and as emotionally vested as he seemed to be when uh, Quinn left and as much as he seemed to be emotionally vested in being a linebacker here in the city of Chicago per his uh, release he had earlier uh, during this, his hold in. Um, but a guy who also, <laughs> but a guy who also clearly felt that he was due and I agree that he was due, you know, a certain amount of, you know, monetary, uh, uh, you know, appreciation for his skills and what he's brought to the team. And he's got, I think two interceptions on the season, uh, I think he was leading the league. If, and that's leading the team in tackles. I think he's leading the league leading in tackles. The tackles. Yeah. Right. right like, yeah. like 82, 83 tackles somewhere around there. So, so, and, and to be quite honest, I don't think Roquan was in his best shape at the beginning of the season. So I think he's kind of played himself into, you know, playing shape, so to speak. So um, the bears are accumulating picks and we talked about them having to really get a lot of draft capital uh, right now. I believe the bears have 10 picks. They have, I believe five picks in the first 111 picks, you know, so essentially first 100 picks, give or take, uh, they have five picks, which is way more <laughs> than we've had in quite some time. Um, but, but that being said, as much as I, you know, can laud the Ravens for their move and for the bears to being open to it and the bears, you know, freeing up some money, Again, uh, in addition to what's going to be coming in for the new year, the bear or new season um, was when the cap rises, the bears have really increased their draft capital. Um, but unfortunately, now we have another hole. <laughs> so as we saw this past weekend against uh, <coughs> Dallas, teams have been running at us and to us and against us for substantial sums in last night or the night before last, or, or basically the last game against the Cowboys, uh, Pollard, who's more explosive than, than uh, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, but Pollard just it really ran around us, past us, and it sometimes threw us. So that we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. So um, I guess in a way, Ryan Poles is <laughs> – it's, he, it's, it's really weird. It's a weird dynamic because we see us playing better as a team. There are times where the defense really looks good. And as a fan, you're like, man, these guys, people went into this Dallas Cowboy game thinking we might have a chance to compete and block Roquan gone. You can pretty much rest assured that we're going to have a top five pick. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if it'll be the last guy gone, but you know, whether Eddie's gone or, or if they let Montgomery go, I don't know. But um, I think Poles did a really good job in motivating Roquan enough that he serviced the Bears organization to a point to where you had a respectable enough product on the field that you're not completely insulting fans. By the same token, um, being open enough to allow Roquan's he, he wasn't he, he didn't screw him over I don't I don't think I think I think Roquan got an opportunity to do what he needed to do for himself and the, the Ravens the best going for a Super Bowl and the Ravens going for a Super Bowl that's yeah. what that's that's what that trade told me yeah, um, yeah definitely. they I think are, are at a point right now because they I don't know if they're gonna gonna try to pay him uh just because they, they gotta they gotta pay Lamar right yeah, but the, remember the cap goes up. And, uh, yeah, I, I get that. 
and they got a lot of free agents, some older guys who, you know, and they may not, you know, Pat, Patrick Queen wasn't someone they were really completely sold on. So that may be, you know, they can get, getting Roquan can kind of take care of that already. If you give up a second or fifth round pick, you better pay him because I mean, you what are you going to replace him with? Well, if you win a super, if you win a Super Bowl with it though, then I think that that's that's good, good, yeah, good that's, picks that's giving up there. Not that AFC. Yeah. That's a big if though. Yeah, that's, true a, big true that. that's a big if. True that. I mean, look, I've been saying it all year. Like, move them. Get <laughs> get, get assets. Get picks. Like, I mean. I think with the old regime, Roquan was due a payday. With the new regime, it's prove it to us. And he to was. me, was he to the to the point that they felt he was worth resetting the market? I uh, debatable. That's well, here, debatable. Here's here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. Was was he playing up to that to that uh, to to a point where he should get paid? Probably. Come here, he leads the league in tackles. That says something. But are you willing to spend twenty million a year on a linebacker? That, a that's all linebacker, right? And is 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 that worth it? I I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I I'll tell you this. When was the last time the Bears were awful at linebacker? Right before Trevathan got here, the one that was one year. Well, you asked a question. I just gave an answer. I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Though. I'm just <laughs> not, saying. Though. No, I think know what of, you mean. Think about Gen- that. Generally, generally speaking, linebackers not linebacking linebacker and running back are traditional bear positions. We generally don't long for. Yeah, there's usually which is, somebody. Which is what I'm saying is even even after Singletary. Uh, they had who Dante Dante Jones was around. He wasn't bad. Barry Minter wasn't bad. I mean Brian Cox. Yeah, Brian Cox. Uh, and then Erlacher came, and they did Briggs. Roosevelt Colvin, Roosevelt Ward Colvin. Coleman before them. Yeah, right. Briggs came after after. Remember Ward Colvin? They forgot to check the box. <laughs> right, right. He uh, he got signed by Kansas City. They signed the uh, the offer sheet, and the Bears. Jerry Angelo forgot to check the box. Because he was a restricted free agent, and so he, he went to uh, he went to Kansas City without uh, without the Bears being able to offer offer him something and get compensation. Right. Wow. But then they but then that same year they drafted Briggs, and so it got it got forgotten about. Right. After that, because Briggs Briggs showed up, and Warhol didn't really do much after he left Chicago. That's true. Yeah, very true. Very true. So it all ended up working out. So I guess my to uh, you know short 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 long story short here. Can you can probably find a linebacker for yes. for for a lot cheaper, and then use that money to to get some more resources on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. and and get some help on the defensive line. Probably even in free agency, you can get a get a decent linebacker. Yeah, yeah. you know, for for a lot less. I mean, you know, a, a veteran. Maybe you're not paying twenty million. Maybe you're paying twelve or thirteen million. But you know, you yeah. got a, a, a stalwart veteran. Uh, and again, you have ten picks right now. So um, and linebackers. Don't unless they're just crazy like Micah Parsons. Linebackers, true linebackers, don't really go. And by when I say true, I don't mean guys that aren't like edge rushers. True linebackers pretty much go. They don't go in the first round like they used to. You don't really yeah. see that as much. You see them more like 
I really like third round. Right, right. To be quite honest. So, so yeah, so you get enough draft capital. I'm not saying you're going to get another Roquan, but you have, like, to, to as this point, you have an opportunity to, you know, probably get a player that can facilitate enough of what you need without having to pay through the nose. Uh, so I think we agree this is an okay trade. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I was, you know, I, I don't even know. I like, I like. I'm Roquan. good with it. I'm but good yeah, with it. I, like, like, especially once he cried with the, the <laughs> Quinn trade and then the way we looked Sunday, like, man. Was this, this is, wait, this wait, is wait, wait, wait. Was, the cry, was it that, was it that big of a deal? Not to, to me, me, it was. There was no cry in football. <laughs> <laughs> That's my defensive end, man. That's my defensive end. It ain't work for T.O. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> my teammate. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see too much wrong with it. I, I heard, uh, who was I? Who was I? Listening to Alex Brown, they talked about Alex. Yes, Alex on on the on the post game show. Yes, yes, I felt the exact same way. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now you got everybody talking about. Now you done messed with the. They come off that big win, and and then you trade a guy like Quinn. You know what? Now to say that, I want to go to polls and. Clearly, he had a plan, and he is not being prisoner of the moment. And I love that. I love that. So often with our organizations up here in this this great city of Chicago. Very reactive. We're very reactive. And he said, I don't give a damn what we did. (laughs) These are the moves that I wanted to make, and I'm going to make. And I, I applaud that because... We've seen in the past where, oh, shoot, but no, we, we might need to keep this. We might be on to something, you know, and like, no, nah, man, we we have a plan here. We we trying to rebuild. Like, let's stick to the plan, you know, so I, I applaud him for that. <clears throat> I didn't expect the trade to happen, though. I didn't. I, I've been speaking for the Roquan, just trade him, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't think it was going to happen. This, this did shock me. But I'm cool with it. Do you do you think that yesterday's performance had anything to do with it? No, no. I think they was. I think it was already out there. I think I think Roquan already knew the possibility. Could that be why he was he was a little emotional? Yeah, I don't understand why you'd be emotional, especially if you know you're going to a contending team. Like, how could you be emotional? You want to stay in misery? Yeah. <laughs> I know you true. I know you get attached, but hey, this game is all about winning at, at the end of the day. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know yeah. you build relationships. Y'all, 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 y'all financially stable. Y'all can see each other on the offseason. <laughs> 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 if you want to see him that much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of Queen. changes. No, Quinn ain't mad. No, he seemed pretty happy when he got yeah. to Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> went, from, went from below 500 to undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> oh, and, and they like me. They really and, like me here. And by the way, they're going to be a problem. Yeah, they were already a problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
A so, true problem. So, All right, so, so yeah, we 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 everyone thumbs up on the trade then. And, yeah, I'm and good. as far, I'm good. As, far as oh go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, as far as polls, you know, early in the year, I was gonna say it's interesting what we're saying now. I wonder what we can recall what we might have said, you know, two and a half months ago. But now <laughs> that now that we've you know are two months into the season, um, how do we feel about our our general manager and our coach, our head coach slash coaching staff? Do we do we feel like is there faith there? Is there trust, or are we still feeling a little side eyed? It's definitely faith in the coaching staff. For me. Now, it's hard to say with Pose yet because he got a lot of stuff he got to do with sure. all that he has to his disposal. So he, he he has a very good opportunity to fuck this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a true Chicago fan. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't I don't I don't think he will, but right, I'm just right. saying, okay. like, yeah, right. You never know. <laughs> like his job is still to be determined. Right. Like he's like, you know, he he came in, he he was dealt a bad hand coming in. He's handled that well. I, I give him that. He's handled that well. He, he got rid of expired like con bad contracts, took on that money to put us in this position for next year to be able to go crazy. Mm -hmm. But now we're gonna see if his evaluation of talent is 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 on point right. coaching yeah, staff coaching staff has been impressive they've been up and down they've had they they've had their moments i mean last week we pretty much played a perfect game this week it was it was the offense that was good the defense right. wasn't shit you know it's, <laughs> it's like it's it's like but but we we've seen improvement and, and with the type of with the roster we have, it's no way we should be continuously just. It shouldn't be a, a, a up and down type thing. We don't have the talent. Like if if we just can just just constantly going up, this coaching staff is Hall of Fame worthy in one year. <laughs> like, but but we ain't there yet. But like I I, I believe in this coaching staff. I really do. Yes. <clears throat> Uh yeah, same. I'm 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 with smoke on that. Um with pay. I mean, let's say, oh, I said pace. Uh, Ooh, hush him out. Hush him out. <laughs> with polls. Um he's got uh he's got a lot of uh capital to work with, got picks, but he could also he could also mess this up, like like Smoke said. Uh think back to his 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 first uh foray in the free agency what was the first big big free agent signing that that uh that didn't work out oh ob ogan joby who's who is now in pittsburgh but they actually signed they actually signed him defensive tackle signed him to a pretty major so how did that work remember he didn't he didn't pass the physical he didn't pass the physical but but they they gave him all that money well i mean they didn't he didn't get it because he offered he, right. yep, they offered him all that money and it didn't work out. So um so yeah. So we gotta see if he can know how to evaluate talent and then also um you know recognize the medical history. Tevin Jenkins, even though technically he didn't draft him. He didn't draft him, but you know, 
It was Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Now Tevin looked like and now he's the best, best. Right. Right. But <laughs> but remember, they were talking about trying to trade him earlier. I, they, I heard that they still it might be still on the table. I'm like, I get they, they can't. They can't do that. Come on. Can't they can't do, do that. that at this point. He's he he is. There's no question. He's the best offensive lineman right now. But you just said team. injury. You just That's said healthy. injury history. You said injury history, though. He's got an injury history. He had a back coming in. Well, What's to say? What's to say you don't trade him while his value's high? I mean, that's what it that's true. That's does. but I'm that saying, but true. but that, that that's is true. true. I I give you that. But at this point, you get Great rid point. of Jenkins. Yeah. Who, who are you gonna put in right guard at this point? Leather Leatherwood. He's he's active now. He's getting uh, getting accustomed to the system. You you asked, I answered. Hey, <laughs> I, I I didn't even I didn't even think about. The injury history. I'm just thinking of what I'm seeing of him on the field. And sure. But you're right. Like, who's to say next year the yeah, injury history don't don't come back? You know. Yeah. So, but, I, I tell you this, Jim. I don't. I don't he, mind. I don't he, mind. He moved. He moved Jenkins. Now, with you putting that in my mind, pose might might be up there. I might be <laughs> before the before all the. Offseason stuff. What because would you, that'll tell me he's really you, considering. What would you want for him? Oh, I'd take a, a, a fourth at the late, like a high fourth. But I, if I can get a third, that'd be great. But I'd take like a fourth for him. You give me a fourth, a top, you know, fourth. So four times 32 is what? Uh, 828. So you, if, you, if you can get me uh, – top half of that so give me a, a pick somewhere between 115 and 120 now i, I got any, five i got uh, five picks uh six picks in a top 120 i can give think me anybody line. give you a player for him? um uh, i at this point i don't know maybe but what player are we asking for i mean like what position maybe, are we asking maybe, for? maybe call the jets about elijah moore uh you know what they were, they I, were I, saying I like fourth round pick I like what you're saying because Elijah Vera took him <clears throat> off for the season and Makai Becton has been hurt for the last two years. So Tevin Jenkins going there and the Jets have an opportunity. Tevin is definitely young. And he's not happy. And Elijah Moore is not happy there. Right. I, you know what? I, 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 if I'm not taking picks, I wouldn't mind taking Elijah Moore. I mean, I know we have a preponderance of receivers we're trying to figure out, but Elijah was a, a quality wide receiver uh, coming out of Ole Miss. So, so yeah. And he's, like you say, he's a little disgruntled. And if he could build a rapport like he did last year with Zach Wilson, I don't see any reason why he can't build one with uh, Justin Fields. Justin is screaming for somebody he can build a rapport with besides Mooney. <laughs> Outside I, of Mooney, right? I, 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 I was so happy to see that slant pass for a touchdown to uh, the brother we got Nikhil. from New England. Yeah, Nikhil here. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my gosh. That gave me a, that gave me a lot of hope. That yeah, that looked hope. like a legitimate receiver. He, you know, he, he, he looked apart. It looked like a, a poor man's version of a – DK Metcalf out there. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's that was like my that. first time seeing how big he was. I right. didn't know he was that big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't know he was that big. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he's like 6'4, 215. Dude, that's yeah, he was killer when he was at, I think, the yeah. Arizona State, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's like, dude, like that, that's he looks the part, you know, and that that route for a touchdown looked worthy. Like, okay, maybe we can develop something here. And Pringle coming back. I mean, hey, you know, get some big receivers. Increase that, so yeah, get someone like Elijah Moore. Now, now Mooney can go to the slot 
or more can go to the slot. You know, I mean, you you can you can start to see where you can place players so you can get the best of them. Like I, I like Mooney a lot. He's not number one to me, and he's on a bad team. He's a number two. Right now, he's our number one. So that's just kind of give you an idea of where we're at receiver wise. But if you put him in the slot, oh man, he can still be a high volume. Uh, target and, and reception uh, guy for the team, but you put him in the slot, you're getting the most out of him. He's, he's much more difficult to contend without the slot. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if you trade Tevin Jenkins for a player like a disgruntled player like Moore who's still under contract, you know, a, a contract you can manage, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, it's a possibility. We could see. I, 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 like, I like that smoke. I like that a lot. So, but, yeah, I, I think to answer the question, I know we've belabored a little bit longer, but and I put it out there in terms of polls and Eberflus. I've been saying it since, I don't know, August to September, <clears throat> into September. They've pretty much been, everything they said they were going to do, they've been doing. They've been pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I respect the fact that they've been candid slash honest slash transparent as much as you could expect any general manager and head coach to be but not deviating from what they've been saying, but not necessarily revealing everything. You follow what I'm saying? So I think they've been righteous to some degree as far as a fan. Now, if I'm a, if I'm a player, I might feel differently because, you know, my, my career is kind of in their hands. But as a fan, as a fan looking toward the future, as a fan getting past the, the last regime we had when they were on some BS a lot of the times, it's refreshing to see a person say, I'm going to do this and then do that and follow through on it and then we can move on like okay now i feel you i see where you're going now i can rock with you so i i right now i, I feel like i can rock with these guys but like you say you'll see what happens when it comes to actually picking the talent because Bayless jones right now is looking like an a potential epic fail next to passing on someone like george pickens i'm just saying uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's early we just got to run we just got to run just sweeps he's great at that shit he's he amazing at just sweeps <laughs> That pass, I know it wasn't. It wasn't. The ball is there. How would he drop that pass? That, that got to be called confidence, man. His confidence is low right now. That's all I can say. It's it's it's. I mean, it's a level of competition now. Clearly, know nothing about, but it's got to just be con- like what separates athletic guys from other athletic guys. You know. Yeah. Pretty much confidence. Yeah, confidence and the dominance of their confidence. You know, over over no, no, the next person. No one. No one. Knowing how great you are, yeah, yeah, and I think right now he's he's not in the, in the right headspace. I mean, dude was a, a, he was a beater at Tennessee last year. I mean, he was you know he's going up against NFL talent, Georgia, Alabama, all those guys. Yeah. He transferred from USC, so I mean he's competed at two pretty legit you know institutions in terms of guys going to the pros at a position where both of those institutions historically have put players into the pros, and I just put players into the pros, but. Players from their organiz- from their co- uh, college institutions that have gone to the pros that have made it to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how good USC receivers and Tennessee receivers have been throughout the years. So to compete at both those institutions, he's got half something. But right now, I you know, it's in his head, man. And until he can get that out of his head, he's a bit of a liability. But, you know, they seem like they're still trying to work with him, trying to find a place for him. So if the coaching is like you're saying. Got to. Yeah. I don't know. With ten picks next year, ten picks you don't necessarily have to. I mean, right now, I'm speaking right now. I'm speaking right, right now. Right, right. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> limited right now. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
So um, the offense, I'm pretty certain this is the first two-game stretch where you've seen growth from Justin Fields and and the offense as a whole um, and in the last two seasons. Um, I was, you know, obviously a 49-29 defeat is not – not a good thing, but the moral victory <laughs> that came with it was that the offense put up 29 points. On the Dallas Cowboys. That was the, the number one defense. I would probably number, that's, number three. Number three. Number okay. Three. Number, all right. Number three defense but, in the league. Yeah, but top five defense. Top, yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, I mean, we were six. Two, 240 yards rushing. <laughs> Work. Are we six? Work. Yes, we wow. were six. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, <laughs> were <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Um, but yeah, I I thought the offense, you know, for the most part, played pretty well. Uh, obviously, you had the the mistakes you had. You know, obviously, we just talked about the Jones mistake. Um, you had some um, some blunders not picking up uh, uh, blitzes. Um, but, yeah, overall, man, 29 points, 240 yards on the ground. I, I'll i take that. No doubt about it. Well, think about it. Like you're saying, I mean, over the last three games, it's 200 yards plus straight rushing, you know, uh, three straight weeks. So, and I think f- what, four out of the last five or five out of the last six, whatever it is, it's it's – We've been we've gone over 200 yards, you know, more than we would have imagined uh, in one season. Uh, we're averaging about 188 yards a game, which is leading the NFL, um, you know, for teams that have played. And even, you know, even if you average it out, you know, we're leading the NFL, not just in total rushing yards, which is around 1,500, just a little over 1,500. And we're getting 5.3 yards a carry, and that's between both running backs. So, and, and, and the quarterback, he's adding to that as well. Uh, Justin, over the last three games, since they purposefully have been putting in more running plays, he's been averaging about 76 yards rushing the game. Uh, and he, that means he's handling the ball more. But even with him handling the ball more, he's not really turning the ball over. Now, he's had a couple of fumbles, but he hasn't lost them. Uh, I think he only has one lost fumble on the season. And he's got six picks, you know, seven touchdowns that he's thrown. Um, but for the last three games, I believe his touchdown interception ratio is five to two. So he's improving there, and his passing percentage, his completion percentage, has definitely gone up because that running now is, is is opening up better passing lanes and less of a pass rush at him is giving him a bit of a moment to be like, oh my god, I can take a breath as I throw the ball and not be you know not have my throat and my in my lungs at the same time trying to do the same thing. So and he's gone from a fifty-one passing percentage uh, completion rate. Uh, two weeks, three weeks ago to, uh, or two, two weeks ago to last week, having um, 61, I think, into this past game against the Cowboys, is highest at 73%. So that is phenomenal. Last um, two games averaged 68%. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's got to get the sacks. That's got to get that down. Because not just the sacks that worry me, it's the hits. Because he's right. still taking hits even when he gets rid of the ball. The, and, the hit on that two-point conversion. Um, uh, Lawrence, yeah, he tweaked. Down. That was yeah, yeah. That 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 can't happen. Yeah, he yeah. he he froze up right there. 
You can't do that in the NFL. Did he? Did he say he froze? He didn't say. You know what he? You know what he said. Eberflus uh, Eber said he was supposed to hand it off, but he kept it. No, you, what you guys are missing. I what Justin said was he said, "I never freeze." <laughs> Sorry, a little Wakanda humor there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't pass it up. Uh, yeah, man. Well, man, hey, dude's taking a lot of hits, man. So you're right, though. You, you don't want that to happen. You want that to be a, a little. You hope that's not an indication of something. Yeah, yeah. But I said, uh, man, yeah, they yeah. actually look like. I remember. Um, I think after the Packers game and the, the Commanders Texas, game, yeah. I think. We were just saying that they don't look like at least I was saying they don't no. look like a professional offense. Because <laughs> they, they didn't at times. They look man. they look like a high school offense. Well, and, and, well to me, <clears throat> I go back to Minnesota. I think that was the change in the offense. Now, granted, Minnesota then came Washington, and Although it appears the offense was crap because we didn't score, we were moving the, we're moving ball. the ball. That's right, true. right. Should have scored. We were moving the ball. It it was the red zone offense at that point that we were struggling at. But I even in that game with us struggling like that, I had not seen our offense move the ball like we were doing. Like we were getting down the goal line at wheel, and we just at that point it was like we hit a roadblock. <laughs> right. Execution so, was the issue. Yeah, so for me, it was like the last four weeks. And then Patriots game, four quarters. Dallas game, to me, it was it was almost a complete game with the offense. You know, <clears throat> I kind of wish we didn't give them the ball first, knowing that our defense was going to just <laughs> let them run down on us like that. It was I still going to happen. <laughs> I mean, because, like, shoot, couldn't expect us to score with them every single possession. We're well, still... no, it, it came in handy, though, in the second half because uh, well, yeah, they, scored, they scored at the end of the first half and got the ball right back. So Yeah, but and, and that's, that's my one issue with the game. Our play calling out of halftime, the first possession, they tried to get cute. Yeah. So they yeah. pulled out that little – Wildcat BS. We ain't did that all game. Like, let's just stick to what we've been doing. Let's and <laughs> we scored like we scored a boom. Get a stop on defense. We go score again. We got the lead. But we didn't score. We got the stop. Then we scored. You know, but but <clears throat> all in all, man, I was very impressed with the offense. Um the the running the rushing attack is crazy, and and it's definitely opening up for you know opening up the passing lanes for Fields with the receivers opening up for them too. Um, one thing I'm one thing I like about us calling those runs now is when he's now when he's in a position where he's getting pressured when he's in a passing situation. He's actually scrambling, looking to pass. Yeah, yeah. Versus scrambling and going. Right. It's like uh-huh. now that he's <laughs> now that he has plays where he's actually running. It's like now he's looking. So okay, when I scramble, now I'm gonna look to throw the ball, and and him 
doing that actually worked a few times where he he fooled the hell out of Vanderesh once where Vanderesh released completely and he was <laughs> able to get a few yards, you know, because Vanderesh released thought he was about to, you know, pull up to throw, you know, but <clears throat> the, the offense has been steady, man. Like I, I know a lot of people are like, you know, we're losing like with that, like why not like throw, throw, throw. But at this, at the end of the day, we still got to protect this guy. Like, like no need to shoot for something that's not there. We continue to build on our offense in the way that we can, like the way that we know how, like even with Dallas being up like that, we were still scoring at a nice rate. 23. They were just scoring extremely fast. (laughs) Like, Like, like even with us running, like, we we put up 29, which if we don't go for two twice, really 31. Back-to-back I, games, 30-plus. I didn't understand why they went for two. I I kind of understood it. I could have I could have went without it, but I kind of understood it because at that point, you're down five. You kick the field goal, you're down four. You still need to touch down. You kick, you get the two, you're down three. It, so, but, but it kind of killed the momentum. It a little. Felt like a momentum killer, even right. though it really didn't. Right at the time, it felt like it. But it just uh, well, felt there, like well, there yeah. was that one, and then I didn't get the uh, the margin. It didn't come come back to haunt us in any way because uh, Dallas put it out of out of reach at that point. But uh, the Bears got it to forty two twenty nine. Uh, after the Komet touchdown, and they went for two yeah. there, and it was like, well, you know, you you're down thirteen. Right. What's the difference between yeah, being down twelve I, and being down eleven? That yeah. one I didn't understand. That well, one I, I didn't. You know, well, it's because you guys are thinking ahead. But I felt like they, I felt like they, yeah. Game. That's that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just see what we could do here. <laughs> hey. uh, but but they but. But man, it's it's a lot of things to be excited about looking at that offense. Like, and and we're seeing we're seeing progress with no weapons. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's that's the that's the thing that's you know opening my eyes. We're seeing we're seeing progress. Like this is two weeks in a row, the offense has been well, able no, to no weapons at receiver. Well, yeah, yeah. Correct. Because no your, back, your backs are solid. Running backs are solid. Yes, but this is two weeks in a row where we are are scoring touchdowns. Like last year, we couldn't get over seventeen points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like now, I'm anxious to see come next week. Like well, speaking of weapons at wide receiver. That's that's get gonna out. be an issue, I think. Get out the track shoe. Play that cloud defense, baby. The the good <laughs> no, part no is man to man. The good part is uh the game is at Soldier Field, so uh it's gonna be a, a sloppy turf, I would yeah. imagine. So that's gonna okay. that'll slow them down a little yeah. bit. Bait them to bit. run. Who was that? Somebody was on the uh, – is it the player pivot? 
podcast. Um, the pivot with Brian Clark with Brian Clark and yeah and uh, uh, Crowder and Fred and uh, uh, Fred, Fred Taylor, Jackson, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor Fred, Fred Taylor Jackson, Fred Taylor and um, damn what was it? They asked whoever whoever the guest was. They asked him who's the what's the worst the worst Field. uh the worst <laughs> state of the play in. and he quickly said Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always high. <laughs> But Terry, I wonder maybe it was DK Metcalf. <laughs> I forget. I forget who it was. Anyway, but long story short, so hopefully the 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 turf can help us out a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how much. We'll see. Yeah, see. Maybe we can have a run. maybe we can have another rainstorm and, uh, and a monsoon. <laughs> Actually, we don't need that. If it's just windy, that would help us out tremendously. Because Tua, I saw him run up last. Last yesterday, I saw him step up into the pocket, like he like he kind of ran up into the pocket, gathered himself to throw a long, deep forty yard pass that was underthrown. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got that arm strength. Oh, not at all. I mean, dude, he like I thought he was throwing a javelin. It looked like an Olympic gather, like you know, you get the leg, <laughs> the whole stride going, had his arm stretched back. I'm like, oh, oh man, man, he's about to launch his seventy yard. That ball went. 40 yards under throne, and Tariq had to jump up and catch it. I was like, really? <laughs> really, dude? So if we get any kind of wind, you know, you need to be rain. Any kind of wind, I'm telling you, man, that that would be more beneficial to us than a sloppy field. Because if they if they run it, if they slow the sloppy field, we're slower on a sloppy field. So well, no, we're used to it though. Mm, okay. <laughs> give me the win with a quarterback with that's no gonna arm. help that's that's gonna help jack sandberg out San, jack sanborn sanborn out yeah yeah hey hey i just say look if we got a win we can match jet sweeps <laughs> <laughs> that, let's see what happens that might work that might work uh, yeah miami that's that's gonna be a problem that's gonna yeah yeah i'm worried <laughs> i'm worried but uh are we but you know, you, but here's the thing: are we, worried, I, are we worried? Are we only worried defensively? Yeah, I'm worried defensively. Yeah, I'm only worried defensively. But here's the thing, though: you know, I, I hate to sound cliche, you know, but what stops a high octane offense? How do you just stop Peyton Manning back in the day? Sometimes running game. We got yeah, that in we, space. We you gotta can, get the ball first. It would help. I'm telling you, that's a prop. That's what happened. But, we but had about uh, 36 minutes. Yeah, wait, I'm, I, I just looked at that, that stat. I didn't realize that. <laughs> but but they got out in front of us early. True, but here's the other thing. They had, they had, a, they had a bunch of quick strikes, too. Yeah. In Ibru Fusa's system, one of the things, very not very much different than the Lovey Smith system, you got to force the turnovers. Those guys may catch the ball, but you hit them. You force some fumbles, all them yards don't mean nothing if they're not scoring touchdowns. I'm just saying, there are things we can do that we're not going to match them talent for talent. So you got to be physical with them. We, we got physical players. We got physical players in secondary. You got to be physical. Keep them in front of you as best you can. Tee off on them. I'm not yeah, advocating yeah, violence or hurting. Yeah, but you got. But our running game can be physical. Because our, you know? our offense is playing physical. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas left that game. Hurting a little bit, a little wounded. 
Yeah, from from my I, I know the Patriots did. I know the Patriots are picking themselves up off the floor. Game a little we, the, we the '60s Bears. Yeah, you gonna you gonna know you played in a football hey. game. We might hey. lose, hey, but you're gonna feel it. That's the Chicago Bears. I, I mean, not in the '60s, but I grew up in the '70s. That's what it was—a black and blue division. Like, hey, we may lose, but you gonna feel us. <laughs> oh man, uh, you guys want to go to Bulls? Uh, yeah, we can go Bulls, or we can we can go college football then Bulls. We want to keep the football theme going. Let's stick, yeah, let's stick with football and college college football. Real uh, quick with that. Let's start in the SEC. Love it. Big games coming up this weekend. Your Tennessee Volunteers are going to Athens, Georgia, to take on the Bulldogs. Oof, between the hedges, one versus three. That should be a a, a nice showdown. More importantly, Smokey versus Ugga. People don't talk about that matchup. The two mascots. <laughs> I, 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 I got to go with Ugga, man. The two, the two, Ugga's pretty slow. Bulldogs are pretty fucking lazy. But they can, I don't know but if they you guys can, know that or not. No, but they, 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 they got some bite to them, though, man. Hey, yeah, Smokey is quick, baby. Speed, kill. Hounds, hounds. You. I don't know. Hounds, <laughs> they can they can sniff out some things, but then that's about it, man. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, man, that's that's I mean, both teams had to get past, quote unquote, trap games, which is tough to say when you consider Georgia playing Florida because it's such a big rivalry that shouldn't that should not be a trap game um, and Tennessee playing Kentucky, although not the rivalry of note that some of the other well-known ones are. It's a border war and one that extends way, way, way back. And they actually play for Oaken Barrel, I believe. So you had and, and, and Kentucky was ranked. So it wasn't like you were playing a poo butt team. Um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, this is a, a a different Kentucky team now. Right, right, not the Kentucky teams of old, but a trap game nonetheless because of what's waiting for both teams and, and for Georgia, Tennessee's looming, and for Tennessee, clearly Georgia was looming for the Volunteers. So both teams soundly defeated their their opponents. Tennessee a bit more so than 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 uh, than Georgia did, but Georgia once 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 Florida got a little closer, just like, look, really, you thought you was gonna win this? And slapping back, knocking back down, and you know, pretty much into that. Um, so I think both teams come in well aware of one another. Uh, Tennessee being a high octane offense, Georgia being that defense that we've come to know over the last couple of years. And I think you said it earlier is was it immovable force meets? How did how did you say it? See now you you asked me to repeat science, man. It's, uh, <laughs> Unmovable force versus uh no 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 um unmovable unstoppable Damn. force meets unstoppable object. force immovable object yes yeah yes, yes. yeah and so so deep Georgia being the immovable object and Tennessee at this point their offense looking to be quite unstoppable my brain they, doesn't work the same <laughs> things that they they dropped uh, down near fifty on on Alabama a couple of weeks back but that's not the only big game. I mean, you also, that, that Tennessee-Georgia game could decide what team will represent. And there's still some games left, so I'm not to look past the other opponents, but these two being the ones, the most highly ranked teams, uh, whoever wins this probably controls the Eastern division from the SEC. But then you've got Alabama and LSU. You've got six versus uh, 15. And LSU's uh, only conference losses, Tennessee, if they beat Alabama, they can control the West. And, you know, it's it's how, not it's not how, unheard how of. Is, how is LSU with, with Brian Kelly this year? Amazingly well. I mean, they're ranked, dude. They're top, they started the top slow. 20. They started slow, but, I mean, 
you know, they, you, you have to imagine going to start slow. Everybody's new to everyone, but they've bounced back extremely well and they're mm-hmm. doing phenomenally. I mean, the fact that yeah, they lost at Tennessee. They only lost. No, no, Tennessee. Well, I was saying they gave old. Oh, oh, my bad. Right, right. Lost. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. My point, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> to your point, my point that they're, they've, they've done so well that Ole Miss was top 10 when they beat them. Um, mm-hmm. And so Alabama, and I believe the game, I think the game is in Oxford or, or uh, not Oxford, excuse me, in Death Valley. In it is in Death Valley. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, and I think it's it's right like around early part of the evening and playing in Death Valley at night, a lot of weird things happen and they tend to go to uh, the Tigers' way. So, and it's a rivalry game too. So, um, that one to snooze on. So, you got some happenings where, and the reason why we're kind of focused on the SEC at this point is because we've seen this conference get two teams in the playoffs more than once. And generally how this conference goes has a lot to do with how the playoff format kind of unfolds. And this, these games are going to affect Oregon's opportunities, TCU's opportunities, um, not to mention the big 10 teams because the big 10 is in position to maybe get two teams in there and everybody's snoozing on, on Illinois. You, you just never know. I mean, they're ruling the West right now in the Big Ten. Ohio State and Michigan are going to, you know, beat one another. And then the, the winner of that's probably going to have to face Illinois. You never know. You, you just never know. So I'll be interested. Because think about it. If, if Illinois wins or if, even if Illinois loses, I don't know. It's a lot to figure out. It, the loser <laughs> of the Ohio State-Michigan game might still have an opportunity to get in just like the loser of the Tennessee-Georgia game might have an opportunity to still get in based upon who wins, who beats who. But TCU, Oregon are going to be factors down the stretch. Um, and Clemson's late in the week. I think Clemson's vastly overrated, but, you know, I don't see anybody on their schedule that's really going to challenge them except maybe an ACC championship game. So college football, we're starting to get into that, that, that last third of the season where the games matter. Uh, the committee's about to put out its uh, – it's ranking soon, so so we'll see what's what going into uh, the final stretch of college football. Illinois, uh, final four games, home against Michigan State, home Purdue at Michigan and at Northwestern. Dude, I mean, think about it. Uh, Michigan's the only one that really worries me. Oh, any of those games they could lose. Don't get me wrong. Purdue is no cakewalk. Purdue is the type of team that will snap up and get you, especially if you're looking past – Due to the Michigan game, but Illinois Michigan is a rivalry, not so much from Michigan's perspective, but traditionally it, it is a rivalry, a rivalry. And if Illinois beats Michigan and then Michigan turns around and beats Ohio state, I mean, that's the kind of stuff, man, that, 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 that you know, the, 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 the monkey wrench or the fly in the ointment type kind of stuff that makes college football, in my opinion, still very exciting to watch. Um, even with this playoff system that, that that we currently have. Speaking of Michigan, talk about the uh, Michigan-Michigan State game uh, this past Saturday. Michigan <laughs> just, just dominated Michigan State all game. Uh, final score of that game was, if I remember right, 29-7 Michigan over over Michigan State, uh, dominated all aspects of the game. Um, and then 
at the end of the game, there was a lot of commotion on the field going on. They they give the uh the Paul Bunyan trophy. So there's a lot of lot of things going on in the field, and then you find out after um as the teams were going to their respective locker rooms, they go through the same tunnel. And uh there were some fisticuffs and uh some Michigan State players beat up two Michigan players <laughs> on the way to the locker room, roughed them up pretty good. Beat us, will you? Take this beating. <laughs> That'll learn you. Oh, now, not advocating any type of violence because it's wrong, but I think Michigan has to share in some of the blame here. Because why are you going? Why why do you have to go through the same to the same locker room through the same or excuse me through the same tunnel in order to get to to each locker room? And you should have seen the security guards that are there. It's you know old sixty five year olds. They aren't going to stop <laughs> some twenty somethings. You know football <laughs> players in a in a in a little brawl. You know that's not that's not going to happen. So I I just I don't understand that. I think that's something that needs to be looked at. Uh, in the in the very near future. Yeah, I mean, it's called the big house, so you would think they had more than one door, right? You think, you think, exactly. you think. <laughs> you know, the stadium that seats 110,000 should, you know, have more and, than and one I, way to get to the locker rooms. Exactly, and I could care less if the locker room was right next to each other. If the other way to get in is on the whole other end of the uh, stadium, you the better. visitor, that's the way you got to go. Take that walk. <laughs> That's 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 what home field advantage is for. That's right. That's right. I just, I just think that's that's common sense. And the funny thing I was telling you guys earlier, um, James Franklin, coach at Penn State, actually talked about this last week. And uh, Jim Harbaugh was asked about it, and he was like, "Oh, he's he's whining. You know, I have more nah, more important nah, things to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Talk nah, he about got you know walking through the tunnel, you know." Now he got two players in the training room right. getting bashed on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was a little, you know, from, from what it looked like, you know, that was some, you know, a couple of jabs, you know, a couple of couple of knees getting on, you know, and they threw him out. Hey, 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 he got up and walked off like, okay, let me go ahead, go where I need to be going. It was really I funny. Made, I, 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 uh, I made a bad decision right here. Let me, uh, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, how did they end up on their own? Exactly. That's another thing. I'm like, why is it just him and another guy? Where's the rest of the team? <laughs> He's supposed to go back in the pack. Look, no, Michigan I'm... State deep out there. It is literally just two of them. Where's the rest of the Where's team? Where's everybody else? Stragglers. Like, how did that happen? Those Y'all deserve to get whooped. Yeah, those are the guys that are always lagging behind when they do the when they do yeah. suicides. I'm always the last ones. I bet, I bet they won't be by themselves no more. <laughs> Oh man, they were tripping. Hey, did you guys check out uh game day at, at Jackson State? I did. No, I, I did only saw bits and pieces. I didn't get to see a lot of it. I saw like uh yeah, I, I caught it. What's his name? Um I trophy. I saw Desmond Howard, like you know, how when he walked through how pumped everybody was, and he was just like, you know, taking pictures with everybody and everything. Uh, but I didn't really I was gonna watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. I just haven't got around to it just yet. But it seemed like it was all like like a like a really good, really good uh, good day. A lot, a lot of just positivity seemed to come from that 
you know, being there. It was a good atmosphere. Weather sucked, but it was a good atmosphere. I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I guess it was it was nothing different. I would have really liked if Lee was there, but of right. course he was sick. <laughs> you know, just to see the pick with the yeah black yeah. ass Chad, uh tiger but <laughs> it's real tigers are black and gold Goddamn white and blue tiger but i mean <laughs> but... <laughs> oh man <clears throat> but uh, now we no no tigers. no no it was, it was it was dope it was dope some of the signs that was out there was hilarious saw 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 a gram fam out there had a Graham shirt on, caught him in in the mix, but yeah, it, it was good for it was good for HBCU. It was good for the swag for them to be there. Why are there so many tigers in in uh, in HBCU? Man, I, don't, I call I call swag the the cat conference. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a dang on cat. The tigers you got, got the jaguars. You got three tigers. Grambling, yeah. TSU, and Jackson. We all Tigers. You got a, you got a you Panther. Got, you got the uh, pair of you Panthers. Yeah. You got the Golden Lions of Pine Bluff. That's <laughs> <laughs> what well, Yeah, they're like the cat coppers. I like that. Bunch of cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> let's move nah. on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Nah. Right, let's move on to the Bulls. Who... Uh, had some ups and downs uh, since we've last talked. Um, they played what Friday? They, they lost to the Spurs Friday night, and Seventy Sixers. Wait, wait, they played. They played them. They played them Saturday. 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 Back on the back. Yeah, yeah. Not a six. I told you guys the Sixers. That wasn't gonna happen because they had a shot. They should have won that game. Yeah, it just didn't execute down the stretch. And 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 B because Philly was on the back to back, and then B punk ass didn't play Friday. He rested, <laughs> so he got the us. Can play right. <laughs> punk mob. And Zach didn't play. No, Zach did. Zach, no, Zach didn't Zach play did. Friday night. Right. Zach didn't play right. Friday night. Right, right, right. right. But uh, missing Dusumo and Drummond. Dusumo and Drummond didn't play. Hurt. That's who right. didn't play. Yeah, that that hurt us, especially down the stretch, having somebody else that can lean on. Drummond's uh, got what a he's got a shoulder, right? Yeah, dude. The way he fell, I was worried that he might have a rotator cuff or some kind of thing. He that he fell. They just with, said it's a sprain or something. Yeah, I, I think so. But it just the way he fell, just look, it was awkward, and it was so much weight on his shoulder and shoulder joint. It just didn't look. It didn't look good. I'm surprised he. He continued to play as, as long as he did. I think he actually got like a, a alley-oop slam or some kind of slam later on too, but he wasn't quite the same, you know, going after rebounds like he was. It's like getting that shoulder, getting that arm up above his head was difficult. Yeah. So he was probably just playing on adrenaline. He got through right. adrenaline, right. right. Yep. So I'm pretty sure that it was sore as hell at the very least the next day. So hopefully, you know, if I'm, if I'm him, I'd even take the week week off just to make sure it's not, you know, that joint gets a, gets a rest. You know, because he 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 do, he takes a bit of a pound. He delivers one, but he takes a bit of one as well. So, uh, Demar Derozan was able to finally get to twenty thousand points uh, on his outstanding career uh, against the Spurs on Friday night. 
question for you guys. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. 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 Yes, which is part of my issue that I have with the NBA, or not the NBA, but with the Basketball Hall of Fame. I think it's the least difficult to get into. I'm not saying it's easy to get into. Don't get me wrong. Don't get bent. Okay, let's Compared say to the other Hall of Fames, I think it's if we're, the requirements if we're, are a little less. Than. If we're basing it off of the requirements of baseball's uh, Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's hard to say. Still, I mean, it's, of of twenty thousand points, only fifty players have done that. When I found out that only 50, he's the fiftieth player all time to do that, and he's not even a top seventy-five player, that's that's kind of alarming. Yeah, yeah. Like because we have guys saying a guy like LeBron because he's about to pass Kareem, that makes him the goat. And when I'm talking NBA players are saying that then how come a guy like DeRozan wasn't top 75 if points matter that much? Top that's 50 players of all time have done that. Only 50. Yeah, well, I think LeBron's goes no, more than just I get, points. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I, I, I'm just being but that was advocate. That was advocate. But but to hear that only 50 players have done that though, it opened my eyes like, wow. Yeah, I mean, one, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. So what's required to get in is so fluid to me. I think it, at times, may lessen the impact of the professional players or professional men's (laughs) NBA players that get in. Um, as in one respect, I think it's kind of cool that basketball is just a basketball hall of fame because it's, it's more inclusive because, uh, you know, you don't exclude the female contribution to the sport, which has been fantastic and, and legendary in its own right. Um, by the same token, I, I kind of feel like, you know, yeah. women should have the women's hall of fame and men should have the men's hall of fame because the requirements, you can't compare the requirements because of the, Basketball, here's another thing, too, and I'm sorry I'm not going to go to a long diatribe, but basketball out of all the professional sports is the most volatile in terms of its changes. I mean, it's the, 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 there's so many changes that happen in basketball that affect scoring, that affect um, a person's ability to uh, rebound and play defense and all these different things. I mean, think about how narrow the lane was for, before um, Will Chamberlain. For Will Chamberlain, for Will Chamberlain, you know, then they expanded, so that changed. Three point shot didn't come into the NBA until after the ABA pretty much, you know, collapsed. So a guy like Steph Curry is going to amass more points more quickly than say a guy like DeRozan, for instance. You know, um, the game from playing defense to where you can hand check someone to where you put a forearm to where you basically can't touch him now. Expanded the three point shot, you know, the, the arc where the three point line has changed a couple of times. Yeah. You know, um, how you play defense in terms of zones allowed, no zones allowed, you know, uh, you know, uh, what was it before where you had illegal, illegal man defense or whatever, you know, illegal defense where, you know, guy can't be on, I forget. You, can, you can't double team a player without the ball. And right. There's no, there was no have, zone, no zone back in the right. day. Right, and you can't have a person, I guess, like under the free throw line or, or whatever it is. Th- th- those things have changed, and 
And some of those changes have just happened in the last like 15, 20 years, not to mention the changes that happened too. So there's so many changes, the basketball, the volatility of it um, in, in, through the ages to where the point that some positions are, aren't even as significant, like the center position is almost irrelevant in a lot of respects in terms of how it was before. I mean, before you, you had to have a center in order to compete, you know, the, the teams ran through the center. Now, you know, it's, it's a point guards game. You know, it's just, I, he's a hall of famer, but I don't think anybody is going to say he's a top 20 hall of famer, top 50 hall of famer. You know, I think he's a very good player who's been durable who's made the best of any every any and every opportunity he's had to to produce on the court. No, he has more points than Tracy McGrady. Yeah, yeah, durability. I said it, it, sometimes sometimes getting a Hall of Fame is like you what is it? The best availability is, is the best playability or whatever it is is availability or whatever. Mm. You know, however that phrase goes. I mean, dude, if Grant Hill never got hurt, how, how crazy uh, would his stats have been? Yeah. You know, we never got to see Sam Bowie play in an era when centers, and he was probably as athletic and and and, and versatile center as there was coming out of college. Sam Bowie was a beast before that leg problem. Greg Olden, another dude, never got to see him play. Uh, Brandon Roy, I mean that 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 cat would have been one. Maybe he he might have been a top five guard all time. Yeah, we'll never know. You know, so sometimes you know that that hell LeBron, I mean. <laughs> The fact that LeBron is still dunking the ball at 72 years of age is amazing. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that dude has been playing at an elite level since he was, what, 18 coming into the league? And I know I look, no, he looked like he was 25 when he got in, but he was just 18. And he's been playing at a high level. But you got to be durable to do that. I mean, that's rare, man. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, centers to play that long, that much wear and tear on your body. You know, and any everybody ain't built for that. And you know, Tracy McGrady's body wasn't built for that. Some cats can't. Derrick Rose, I think how, how crazy Derrick would have been. Derek, nobody could stop that dude. I mean, LeBron was probably the only person in the league who could consistently give him the flux. And the flux didn't mean he stopped him. It just gave him the flux. Yeah, only in the last two minutes of a game. Right. Yeah, yeah, Wait he wouldn't wore out. Right, he's not doing it the whole game, and 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 Derek was Derek was still learning how to score, but he wasn't even the three point threat that he turned out to be a little bit later on in his career. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! If he never had the injuries, unbelievable. So, so yeah, man, DeRozan. I mean, congratulations. Not taking anything away from dude. I mean, to to be consistent like that, and from what I understand. That dude doesn't take time off during the offseason. He's still playing ball. No, nah, he played Drew League. Yeah. Entire summer. You know, so he keep the, he's keeping the oil fluid. You know, he's keeping the joints going. It is, you know, nothing rusts over. You know, he keeps it going. Maybe that, that then that works for him. You know, con- congratulations. He's always, he's always in the middle of his, of, of the season, wherever, whatever season he's in, I guess. So he doesn't really have, you know, he, he doesn't have to ramp it up because he never ramps it down. Patrick Williams, you guys said that uh, that he's been playing with uh, a renewed vigor. Yes, a renewed vigor. Uh, Your contract's coming up. (laughs) I'm thinking about letting you go. 
to to Sacramento. No, no, not Sacramento. Yes, to Sacramento. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to send you to the Siberia of basketball. Uh, yeah, I, Pat and Pat's. There's been a couple of times where it's like he put off some pretty good moves. Like he had his one turnaround jump shot in somebody's face. I was like, oh, dude, like yeah, that's that's what I saw. You know, I we, we've seen those things. Just you need to do it in the NBA game. And I said it before when we were talking about it, and I know I probably overstepped and I, I you know, being a little dramatic, I guess, with the with the comparison or, or, or what I was trying to say was, is that not that he would be a, a third team all NBA. He need to play like he's trying to be a third team all NBA, like his playing and being aggressive makes a, a complete difference in how effective the offense can be from the get-go, from the from the onset, from the onset of a game. They've been struggling. The Bulls' first teams have been struggling at the beginning of games. The bench has been what's been keeping this team in the game. And then the offense seems to be a little bit better maybe, you know, in the third quarter when it comes back out, the starting unit that is. But they need to start better. And you don't have ball. and you So you need Patrick to really step his game up to help out and to make it so that teams aren't playing five-on-four. Because he's not really, you know, he's not really affected. It like that dude's out in the corner. I ain't got to worry about him. He's self-checked, you know. But now that he's going to the hole a little bit more and he's being more active, yeah, he may be averaging ten points over the last, you know, two three games. But man, that ten points was like ten times more than what he was putting out yeah. there. You exactly. know, uh, you know, zero from zero leaves you nothing. I mean, this dude is actually contributing, and then it's getting him involved actively defensively. Where again, you can generate easy offense off your defense. That dude's got long arms. He's athletic. Ain't nobody really moving him out the way. He's solid. He's got a, you know, he's, he's had a man's body since he's got into the league. He just has to play like he really cares to. That's all. It's something, you know, I don't know who's in his ear or who's getting him to, to, to play more, but somebody is. And I hope that that person stays on the team <laughs> with Patrick to get him going because he, he can definitely make a difference with this team down the stretch. They, they can go from being a potential 42 game win team to being a 48 to 50 game win team. Everybody staying healthy, of course, but with Patrick's contributions, but he's got to contribute. How did Vooch look against uh, Embiid? This, uh, he had this 19 time? rebounds. Yeah. Better than he's looking 23 and 19. Yeah, usually, usually Embiid comes and, and Vooch just yeah, Embiid didn't have up. one of those career nights. He hit the big shot, right? Again. But that's a shot I'd give him. Yeah, the I three. Would, I'd rather if they let TJ uh, PJ Tucker take that shot instead of instead of I mean, Embiid. Definitely that. I mean, but well, I get what you're saying. Him out yeah. there is better than him down low. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Vooch, I mean, Vooch, you know, stepped up. I mean, you can't complain about 23-19 other than can you stop taking so many outside shots? At some point, we need you. You're like, maybe we can get Embiid in the foul trouble if you're down there, but he ain't going to get in foul trouble with you out at the perimeter because he ain't jumping out at you. He ain't going to jump and try to block your shot from out there. But you're down low, you're going to force him to play a little bit of D.O. and you maybe you get him in the foul trouble. You know, but that's, you know, I don't, <laughs> lead a horse to water, I guess, but you can't make him drink it. <laughs> Who's up next here? Uh, got the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Uh, we're in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going to say that's a win. They won tonight. Yeah, the way, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's because Durant got to play Superman every night. Yeah, speaking of somebody not contributing, <laughs> what's the point, guys? Yeah. Even Patrick's a stick one another. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to shoot first? Who's going to shoot first? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a great similarity there. Why is it? I'm looking at this schedule right now. The Bulls got so many back to backs here early. Dude, they were killing the Bulls back to backs, home here, away, like you know, travel. Like, dude, can I have back to back home games? Why you can't be traveling to the, this side of the country and then that side of the country when I could just stay at home for two games? Yeah, they didn't like the Bulls. Yeah, this is a this is a, a terrible uh, first part schedule. of the schedule here. Man, yeah. my goodness. So they got a back-to-back with Charlotte uh, this week, uh, a day off, and then they've got Boston on Friday, and they've got Toronto at Toronto on uh, on Sunday. With the home and home with Toronto, because they're coming to Chicago then Monday, next Monday. This is crazy. I guess that's that's the NBA now. Though I thought that was the whole reason they moved the schedule up. It so was. there wouldn't I, be this many back-to-backs. I think some teams just kind of got screwed in the process, and the Bulls are – it was just eager to be screwed. That's terrible. I, I think we should protest. Arna, that's terrible. That's just terrible, Arna. That's just terrible. We should definitely protest. Hey, let's go to picks. We have to. <laughs> it was you know as good as i am in fantasy boy <laughs> my picks are awful i went on three last week uh Ooh. smoke you went one and two glenn you went one and two um so glenn you're at 14 and 10 now smoke you're at 11 12 and one and i'm at 6 16 and two there's no way I'm coming back. I might quit. <laughs> That's crazy. Come on, don't be that way. Crazy. These NFL games are crazy, though, man. Shit. Right. I might should do college. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, college don't help, man. I, 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 I've lost real yeah, money on college. Because yeah, these spreads be crazy. Yeah, my first game, I'm going to do some college. Uh, the Liberty Flames are going to Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks. By the way, Liberty is ranked 23rd in the country, but uh, they are 13 and a half point dogs going to Arkansas. I'm gonna take those points. I actually like that bet because Hugh Freeze, the head coach at Liberty, used to coach the Ole Miss Rebels, so he's somewhat familiar with the SEC they... West. So, yeah, I'm gonna take Liberty. Uh, I gotta take this one. Uh, Michigan State is getting damn. 16 and a half. Damn, against damn, Illinois. damn. <laughs> so it's, it's just jinxed it, didn't it? <laughs> he was like, you stay away from that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna t- t- take the I points on that the, one. I had one in the wings, though, so I'm gonna go with a different one. Man, I'm that much of a jinx, man. <laughs> I'm insulted. I'm insulted, man. And um, we're gonna do one one uh pro game. Uh, 
The Dolphins are giving the Bears four and a half. Oh, damn, damn, damn. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Dolphin. All right, so I got Liberty, Michigan State, and the Miami Dolphins. Smoke, who you got? Okay. No, if I can. That's what I was going to go with. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take – no, nah, they got suspensions. Nope, I am going to switch. I'm going to take TCU minus nine and a half over Texas State. Four guys that you go walk away from them. <laughs> that's not the whole team that got suspended. Just four idiots. <laughs> so TCU over Texas Tech minus nine and a half. I thought about that one. I'm gonna go wow. Raiders minus one. Oh, versus Jacksonville. I know, right? You got to figure they should. They should at least if they got any pride, they should win that game. Man. And I'm going to go Chiefs minus 12 and a half versus the Titans. Really? Titans might win that one outright. I'm anticipating that uh, Willis is going to start again. So you got TCU, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Glenn, who you got? Man, dude, I, I really would love to jump on this volunteer eight points going on the road to face Georgia, but I'm leaving that alone because I don't want to jinx my volunteers. So I'm leaving that one alone, but that's really, really tempting, really tempting. Instead, I'm going to switch my collegiate eyes a little bit further north to the Purdue Boilermakers. I'm going to take them minus four and a half at home against a really pathetic Iowa Iowa Hawkeyes offense. Their offense is really, really sad. So Purdue minus four and a half against the Hawkeyes from Iowa. Two pro games. I'm going to take uh, Thursday night game. I'm going to take the Eagles minus 13 at Houston. That's a crazy big number. But the Eagles, I think they're they're on a mission just like the Buffalo Bills are to show the league that, you know, they're for real. And with the addition of some players, Robert Quinn, as well, I just think the Eagles are, are just they're hitting their stride. No serious injuries. I think they're just in a good space right now. Uh, and then I'm finish up with as you you may have you know I'm gonna be like smoke. I'm gonna go against go with it anyway. I'm gonna go take the Dolphins in Chicago minus four and a half. I just think that they're at least a touchdown better than us. That uh, I was intrigued with the Eagles pick, but I'm like they on a the- short week and the Texans off a bye. Yeah. I get it. The Texans ain't good, but um, that, that kind of worried me a little bit. No, it's a good point. It's a great point. I mean, it's not, <clears throat> if it was minus three, I think we jump all on it, but 13, that's, that's, I'm saying they have to, that's what, that, that big number was what scared me. Like, right. man, they coming off a bye. That's a short week for Philly. Whew. I don't reason. see them losing, but it's <laughs> the reason why it's a big number, though. That that yeah. they don't do much on offense. So That's Purdue, true. the Eagles, and the Finns. Yep. All right. Good luck. We shall see how this goes. Oh man, I'm really disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should be better than that. Do better. <laughs> hey, that'll do, do it for. Th- for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM podcast, we want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. 
You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There you'll find a link to our podcast, as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs, who, by the way, just got to 10,000 listens. Oh, nice. Podcast. So, Let's go. Yeah, Good stuff there. And the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Yo, Glenn. Yep, yep. Please check us out. Hey, it's like we always say. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We'll catch you next week.